0: Welcome into another episode of Mid-Michigan Matters. This podcast is designed to go behind the scenes at what our local nonprofit organizations are doing in our community. And now, here's your host, Chris Bachman. Chris Bachman here on another Mid-Michigan Matters as we continue our series on our haven for education. I'm here with Jim Walter, the superintendent at Clare Public Schools. First, Jim, how long have you been here?
1: This is my seventh year uh, in Clare. I did grow up here, but my seventh year as superintendent. All right. Where were you at before this? I was in Portland, Michigan, All right. uh, just in between Lansing and Grand Rapids. So,
0: so another small town, a little, probably a little bit bigger than Clare, maybe, right? Or kind of right around yeah. the same size? No,
1: just a little. District's slightly bigger, town's a little bit bigger.
0: And now you grew up here. I am graduating class of Clary, can you able to go back to that or is that information you want to keep off the air? No,
1: I can remember it. Class of 1991.
0: Class of yep. 1991. All right. What do you, I got to ask you about that. What do you remember about your class of 91?
1: Oh, I had a great group of friends. Uh, this was just a fantastic place to grow up. Um, community very supportive of young people chasing their dreams and high expectations for the way we would act and, and pursue those dreams. But it was a great place to grow up. Uh, I loved every minute of high school. So, yeah, and still think my friends all the
0: time. And now, do you know when the school exactly opened? Like I said, this is one of those i kind of been asking everybody, kind of one of those going way back possibly for Claire.
1: Yeah, I actually don't know uh, as far as the district opening. The buildings on campus, though, I know pretty intimately. The The middle school is our oldest building, built in 1922. And then the uh, high school, at uh, the best of my knowledge opened in nineteen sixty, so was sixty three years old. And the primary school opened in nineteen seventy two so. Right.
0: And yep. say with my folks up here, I am starting to get to know some of the Claire history. And I believe it was 10 was the first, you know, road that was paved going west or whatever, because, you know, so I imagine there was schools up here, you know, going way back when. But like I said, it's hard to figure out when actually some of these local public schools technically open. Because like I said, they started with this one. They started with that one. It was two regional schools that combined together. But like I said, it's kind of fun to yeah. ask that information. And now as far as the school mascot goes and why, do you know why exactly it's the Clare Pioneers? I,
1: you know, I couldn't tell you the history. Of why uh, I I wish I did have that, but uh, one thing our district hasn't doesn't have a good repertoire of or a, a good reservoir of is the historical documents uh, for why. This or that have happened in its in its deeper history.
0: Yeah, but I think we can blame like the Purple Gang and stuff like that for for some of that stuff. Yeah, maybe, we certainly know, could. Like, so that was that's you know something that's really interesting about claire You go back to you know what would that be? You know the 30s, 40s, 50s, and 60s. Things were things were pretty interesting up here, weren't yes. they? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and if anybody wants to know by the, the know about that, Bubba Rhino. They got all kinds of stories. Do you do you have any stories from from your days growing up? Like I said, you were quite a bit later, though.
1: No, I don't have any purple gang stories. Nothing that exciting.
0: Uh, that's probably a good thing. Isn't it is it? good. Yep. <laughs> and now, when you think of Claire, Claire Public Schools, like I said, you grew up here. What's kind of the first thing that really comes to your mind?
1: the The first thing that comes to my mind really is a very, very supportive community. Uh, it's easy to see right now in terms of like our, the Brookwood athletic complex, you see very visible investment of dollars, uh, and time and effort by community members, but the original Brookwood park, uh, was also built by community members and financed by community members, uh, my daughter helped produce a couple of videos that show the original history and then, and then the revision, uh, which is a little less than a decade ago. But again, t- totally community-driven. Even beyond the Brookwood Athletic Complex, though, like I hinted at growing up here, I always found that people were very supportive of what, what we were dreaming about doing. I never heard, I always wanted to play in the NFL, I never heard a lot of no the closest you'd get to know from the educated adults in the community was, well, you need to study your math so that you can take care of your own money. You don't have to pay an agent to do that. Or what are you going to do after your successful NFL career ends? That And there's a big difference between people shouting down your dreams and people encouraging you uh, to chase the dreams that you have, whatever they would be. Hopefully, uh, many of them are more realistic than the NFL. But, but nevertheless, uh, that to me sets it apart as a community where people uh, are caring about each other and want to see each other succeed.
0: Yeah, it's one of those. You know, I wanted to play in the the NBA back in my day. We we all figure it out on our own. When, yeah, when it's yeah, we not going to happen, we say, do. I, I like I said that because you, you know you see it in you know inspirational videos of people who made it. Well, this and this teacher told me I I couldn't do it. You know that 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 so sometimes they practice out of spite. That's not necessarily a good thing. You said you had teachers that. Believe you, maybe they were going home and saying, hey, you know, Jim says yep. he's going to play. But it didn't matter because when you're in elementary school, it's it's all about those dreams. Like I said, by the time you get to middle school, high school, you know, you, you figure out on your own that, yeah, it's going to be a little bit tougher than I thought it was going to be. Absolutely. But thank goodness for them still supporting me. And now you, you talked about the support of the community. And, and, and this is one of those I've said it a few times in some of my other podcasts. I'm not trying to dog on, you know, any other towns or anything like that. But when I go through downtown Clare and the surrounding Clare community for sale stuff for the radio station, maybe doing some high school sports stuff, the sea is everywhere. The Green sea is in every single business. And I think you talked about that, the community support. It's everywhere you look around the community of Clare, isn't it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, It's participating in uh, the Rotary Club, um, participating in the Chamber of Commerce. A lot of support gathered from people that work in the downtown community and, and beyond that as well. Um, so that's certainly, it's very visible. Uh, Claire is a little bit unique in my mind in that there are just um, some fantastic success stories from people that have built Uh, either as a part of this community or left the schools and achieved. We've had uh, admirals in the Navy, poets, writers, judges. Um, Gosh, I'm probably missing. We have Hall of Fame coaches, um, teachers of the year, boy, doctors, attorneys, um, you name it. Uh, Our representative right now, Tom Kuntz, is a former graduate and a very successful business person. Uh, We are fortunate as a community, but in part because people want to see each other succeed and are willing to drive the train and take a little bit of risk now and then to help themselves and others succeed in our community.
0: Yeah, like I said, just really, you know, it's one of those when you're doing the school newspaper here or, or not school, you know, school yearbook here, doing that kind of thing. I imagine when you go into these businesses, it's kind of like, oh yeah, you know, here you, here you go. What do you, what do you need?
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's quite that easy, but I will say uh, people are extremely supportive and generous. There doesn't seem to be a limit to their generosity. Um, and especially we try to encourage that to our families going out as well. These folks support us, whether it's small business Saturday uh, leading up to Christmas or Christmas shopping locally um, or going out to eat, whatever it is, those folks give to everything that happens at the school. And, and we believe this happens, but we also encourage folks to try and give back then to their businesses. It's just a big circle here.
0: Yeah, but now, Just in general, working in a school, do you have a favorite part of just kind of working in a school in general?
1: Oh, definitely the kids. Definitely the kids. Lately, uh, I get some playful hassle on snow days. Uh, (laughs) They don't feel like I've called enough snow days. Um, But really, it's a blast. Kids want to succeed. They want to be encouraged. They want to know they're cared for. Um, And hopefully, I'm a part of that here. But that, that for sure is my favorite part of, of every day. You can't walk the halls without uh, smiling, watching kids, you know, try to achieve, try to develop friendships, uh, work with their teachers and staff. Yeah, that's that's by far the best part.
0: Yeah, and I could say the best part of working in this school, but I think you kind of answer that question. And it's w- walking that hallway, seeing some of those kids, you know, trying to reach their dreams, re- reach their goals, and stuff like that. And probably fun, like said Claire, another one of those small things. And you're right here with the elementary and middle school, yep. and so you, you see them grow up, don't you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's pretty neat. We were having a discussion today with one of my principals. Um, We happen to have a a special needs student and this is just a great short story but needed a full-time para pro uh, to support uh, and facilitate success at school three or four years ago. Um, We we actually had that student help present to the Board of Education uh, earlier this year and They stood up on their own, had a conversation with board members about what they're doing, in classes. Uh, so watching young people grow socially, emotionally, and yeah, they sure grow up physically too, a lot bigger than when I was a kid.
0: <laughs> and now kind of just, you know, a couple generic questions here. School schedule here for Claire, you know, when a kid's kind of show up in the morning, is it the same schedule for middle, elementary, high school, yada, yada, yada?
1: Yeah. All three buildings are basically on the same schedule because we're in the same campus here and pioneer high schools all, our alternative ed, which is about a half mile away. Uh, at the Brookwood Athletic Complex, but we all operate roughly eight ten to 3, 15. Um, that's the rough schedule. Uh, it works well. We only have one bus run. Um, it can get pretty busy here in the morning. We, we do have a large number of school of choice students and a large number of parents that prefer to drop off. Or pick up their kids. So if you're here around eight o'clock or around three twenty-five, you could curse my name because of the traffic. <laughs> uh, but we're working on that as well.
0: Yep, yeah, and that's one of those. I think that kind of changed. You know, ten, fifteen years ago, I feel like with people picking up their kids, and you know, maybe you know, keep people thinking more and more about school safety and, and that kind of thing. I think they, you know benefit of being in this area you know we could talk about that forever too but I said it's just something that's been different in the last 10-15 years that you guys are still trying to have to adjust to that aren't you?
1: Oh 100% uh, when I was a kid I think we had between 12 and 14 bus runs we have only five now um, and we manage You know, pretty well with that. A large number of student drivers. By the way, the students now have a lot nicer vehicles than I had (laughs) as a kid, but good for them. Uh, And certainly uh, quite a few parents dropping off and picking up. We Again, we're the benefit of people that understand procedure, and uh, they're very supportive of the schools, so it runs fairly smoothly. Um, But, yeah, that's our adventure. Traffic is our adventure for sure.
0: And now uh – Arts, athletics clubs kind of want to get into that. You brought up Brookwood Park. For for somebody who's never been up here, that facility is just excellent. There's not really another way to put it. The track and field is beautiful, but the football stadium and – you guys have the biggest press box for a school your size and somebody who's a broadcaster. Thank you for that. You know, there's there's always room for everybody there. And like I said, schools do a great job of making room or anything like that, but it's never had to have anybody on the back wall at the, you know, the the, the Claire press box. It's just beautiful there. The Just softball, baseball, it's all there at Brookwood Park. Like I said, it was all community built, wasn't it?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was. I think I, if I remember correctly, it opened in 1979. Uh, So I was just a young boy, but my dad was on the board of education, and he helped organize farmers that cleared the land. Uh, And then a man named Joe Johnston uh, really led the effort to make sure that uh, funds were raised and things got done the right way. Uh, If I recall correctly, it started with baseball, softball, a football field, and a track. Uh, And then, of course, it's been developed quite a bit more since then, including a redevelopment. Uh, a little less than a decade ago but all community driven some fantastic stories behind things getting done the original bleachers were built uh led uh they were led by uh mr niall haggart uh who lives still lives here in town uh but making sure those bleachers got built in time for the first game uh nowadays you have a company come in and do all that but
0: um, so would that that be dan and doug's dad that would be. Oh, boy, yeah. Miles' My, grandpa. All right, that, that, yeah. that's, that's cool to hear that story. Yeah, and just right. a
1: fantastic guy. Well, wonderful family, fantastic oh, yeah, ab- guy. Absolutely,
0: yep. and Miles, just a fa- fantastic athlete. What I tell people about him is says, he might be all-state, basketball, football. You know, he's just unbelievable. He's a lot of fun to watch. Don't get me talking about the athletics. We'll, yeah. take, we'll take the deep dive off from the schools. But as far as the arts, the clubs, the extracurriculars, I know you guys got the Claire Gladwin RESD. Maybe talk a little bit about that as well and some of the other opportunities that kids have You know, with some arts kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So we have a full-time drama program and, of course, our uh, band and orchestra. Those are a couple of things that we think make us uh, unique, especially the full-time drama program. Um, we've added American Sign Language as a, a language. We have a, a rich history in Quiz Bowl uh, and have had fantastic art teachers over the year, uh, over the years, uh, even from when I was a young man, uh, all the way up till now. So lots of opportunities for kids. We've expanded in the industrial arts. We have two teachers. We offer some classes in middle school. Um, really really talented kids, but also really gifted teachers at um, exposing kids to things they might want to do or use in the future. And then as we go forward, uh, the career and tech ed programs at the RESD are also fantastic opportunities for young people to explore. It doesn't have to be a career you're going to end up in. High school is a good time to take some chances and find out what you might want to do. And it's, it's actually the perfect time there's there's a lot less risk than us as adults uh, taking a chance on something new and
0: and the skills you learn in those classes whether it's something working with vehicles or maybe working in a kitchen it's they're all going to be useful for you you know come the rest of your life no matter which one of those classes you're taking up there and you bet sign language class yep they said that that's why i think it's cool to be having the, the, these conversations because so that might be something available at other schools i'm not sure but I said i just think that's really neat that's something that if i would have been a well i was a butthead as a youngster we, we won't get into that either but that's something that now you know i'd almost want to go sign up for a free sign language class somewhere now because it's so useful and you think about traveling around the world and stuff like that and sign language is a little bit different but that's something that can really really help you end up anywhere in the world
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And now Pioneer School, let's talk a little bit about that as well. Your guys' alternative ed program, you say that takes place out at uh, Brookwood Athletic Complex there? Yep, they have their own building there. All right, all right. And uh, that's one of those was talking with Farwell and same talk with Shepard. I worked out at Odyssey for a lot of those kids out there. And again, moms, dads, I'm not not hating on all of you, but a lot of those kids are out there because they've been in seven, eight schools in eight, nine years, and you just fall behind. There's nothing you can really do. And so it's just a cool opportunity for kids to be able to have that. Some kids are even working ahead out there, I imagine, like they are in Farwell and in Shepherd, too.
1: Yeah, so it's really a neat thing to see in our district and probably in every district, but certainly here. Um, we have a really dedicated staff that just wants to see young people succeed. Some kids move fast, some kids move slower. They just want to shepherd each kid to graduation and to opportunities for their future. Every every young person that we that we help succeed helps society move forward. Everyone that we fail. Really, we end up paying for the rest of our lives. So the investment is well worth it. The board here has a long history of supporting adult and alternative education, uh, and they continue to to this day, and we are really blessed with some exceptional staff members out there as well.
0: And, you know, uh, stealing a quote here from uh, Dr. Gregory Boyle who does the thing out in uh, L.A. with gang rehabilitation, you know, a traumatized person is going to traumatize the world, a cherished person is going to cherish the world, you know what I mean? And these kids, when they know they're cherished, it just makes such a big difference in their education, except if they're moving fast, moving slow. You said it earlier, sometimes these kids just want to know, need to know that they're cared for. You know, sometimes that's just such a big deal. And I could ask you, why Claire School's? But you're obviously, you know, kinda gotta answer that question. So if I ask you about your favorite memory here, and you could go back to your days being a high schooler, middle schooler here, whatever you want to, what's your favorite memory of Claire Public Schools and your you know, your your life here, I'll say?
1: Yeah, my favorite memory, this'll this will resonate with any pioneer of my era and a little before and a little after is um, Floyd Fleetham, uh, the, um, civics or government class. Uh, he did an activity called the Warm Fuzzy, um, and he would dress up. He would dress the part as well, but really the idea was for us to, to say uh, some of the things we might have needed to say to others to to repair or make relationships strong, and for me, it was really a cool moment. I, I you know, you sometimes make enemies, uh, and you certainly make good friends. Uh, and it was just an opportunity to try to repair things. And so the folks I wrote Warm Fuzzies to, totally unbeknownst to me, were writing the same to me. Uh, so they, you know, we really did respect each other. We hadn't taken the time to say it, even though we had differences. And, and Mr. Fleetham just had a way of drawing out the best in everyone. Uh, he recently passed away, but, um, just a fantastic person and, and knowing that person's pivotal in your life kind of gets pointed out to you from time to time. My wife and I actually saw him in Disney world on our honeymoon. Oh wow. So, so, uh, to <laughs> me, that was just another signal from above that, uh, yeah, this guy's important in your life. Don't forget those lessons.
0: Um, and what, what did you say he taught? What class? Uh, civics, and so, so civics and government, social studies? Civics and government, social studies, and he did the warm fuzzies. Obviously, had nothing to do with civics and government, but I'm going to say that's another thing, again, that's special about our small schools in this mid Michigan area. I go back, I think about a Jake Rose that I had as a teacher in my time mm-hmm. at Shepherd, and some of the things that he taught me had nothing to do with with public speaking or intro to media but sometimes teachers know the lessons that need to be taught to kids and and that was one of them right there that mr. Fleetham did for you guys wasn't it
1: that that was a hundred percent I actually do think it plays out today look at how many folks in in government positions that don't talk to each other Touché. other they don't Touché. treat each other well um, <laughs> regardless warm, of they
0: need some warm fuzzies. they need mr. Fleetham's warm fuzzy <laughs> treatment you bet and now uh, last thing here, like I said, I've been doing this, you know, series on our Haven for Education in mid-Michigan. You guys, it's actually very timing because you, you guys have a bond thing coming up. Kind of, you know, tell everybody a little bit about that. Educate people on that.
1: We do. Our, our campaign actually kicks off tonight um, with our first committee meeting. But May 2nd, voters in the Clare School District will have an opportunity to vote on a $66.52 million package. Um, That would build a new high school. Um, Technically, it's called an addition because we're going to join it to the current high school. And then we would renovate the current high school into a middle school and eventually tear down the 1922 building uh, here. But it's a fantastic opportunity for us. It would include A full auditorium, which would allow us to hold band concerts in, which we cannot do now. Drama
0: club too, that'd be big for them. Yep,
1: absolutely. Uh, So a modern facility there, a uh, full size performance gymnasium. The biggest thing I think that a lot of us are excited about is expanding industrial arts. We have one shop right now. We'd have four spaces, uh, maybe as many as five if you added computer aided design or computer aided machining um, to that description. And uh, we're really just, again, trying to to build a building, to create a facility that kids want to be a part of and have some room to experiment uh, before they leave Claire.
0: Yep. And – the the gym's beautiful. That's where I've spent my the most of my time. But the high school was built in 1960. Yep. It, it's it's time for a new one, right? I mean, I I don't really think there's another way to put it. When you think about some of the other schools in the Mid Michigan area, when I was at Shepherd, they had built a middle school. After I've left, they've they, you know they they've redone the high school, and so it's you know, and you talk about kids wanting to be a part of it, you know. Kids like new things and all that, too, and new high school kids. It's just going to give those kids a little extra incentive. It's going to make them a little extra more excited to go to school every morning, isn't it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, we have kind of a saying around here that uh, the facilities in which we educate our kids tell them in part what we feel about their prospects. So
0: yeah, yeah, and you go back to how you felt, you know, in nineteen ninety one. Said the school was only thirty years old, then like I said you felt town. Yep. And like I said, not that the town doesn't want you to succeed, but like I said, it does show a little something to those kids of like, look what they're doing for me, you know that that is to educate me. They they see that stuff; it's tangible, and whether we see it on their faces or not, they feel it inside, don't they?
1: Yeah, yeah, hundred uh, percent. Kids take. Kids take the level of pride in facilities that we, we show them or lead with as adults. Um, this has always been a wonderful, supportive community. And there, there are times when they've said no to millages in the past. We certainly understand that. Um, but, you know, we think we're seeing a growing number of people that understand the need for us to modernize,
0: yeah, and one of those, I'm not not trying to dog in anybody, but like I said I'm here supporting you guys. So I'm going to tell everybody, hey, go out, go out and vote for that because I, I personally think it's a great thing to the better school facilities we have in our area. And you know, another thing. Teachers. You, you know what I mean? If you don't have the facilities, teachers might think about taking other opportunities. And obviously, you're here in Clare because you, you love Clare, but you want to attract the, the biggest, the bestest, and the brightest to, to, to come to Claire. And that that's another thing a new facility could do as well, couldn't it?
1: Yeah, we it sure could. We have an exceptional staff uh, to begin with, but it's a much tougher area to hire in right now. Culture is obviously number one, and we think we have a uh, a very dedicated staff that's professional and that wants to achieve with young people but to to you know if you're going to do things like American Sign Language or have a full-time drama program you know, you, uh, or expand industrial arts you are competing for a very very small percentage of today's teacher graduates or even teachers on the whole and uh, so everything we do matters everything we do matters
0: yeah but again one of those not trying to dog at any of the teachers but just kind of you know thought about that you know it attracts the kids well it's going to attract some teachers too they're going to look at that nice new school and say the industrial arts stuff of boy I'd love to teach CAD in a brand new facility kind of thing it's like I I think it all kind of comes full circle and so the better facilities we have that the better you guys are going to be able to educate the kids and so tell millage we are the When are they going to vote on it? May 2nd? May 2nd,
1: 2023. Tuesday, May 2nd. Um, We hope to see everyone at the polls. I always encourage people, take your kids to the polls. It's a good opportunity for them to see our our Republican action uh, and you as parents uh, participating in the process.
0: All right, Jim, thanks so much for joining me all on MidMichigan Matters. Thanks for what you guys are doing in Clarence. Everybody go out there and vote May 2nd.
1: Yeah, thanks for the opportunity.
0: Yep. Thank you for listening to this episode of Mid-Michigan Matters. While you're here, feel free to browse earlier episodes or other podcast programs on our platform. Listen to what you will and spread the word. Thanks again for listening.